then I had to go through a little bit of figuring out whether I was just okay with it. Like, cause I tried covering up the spots with makeup for a little while because I didn't want people looking at me weirdly. Mm. I mean, they look at me weirdly for other reasons because <laughs> I'm a little odd, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, but then there was a bit of a, like, just a shift in my perspective where I just had to work through being okay with that. And once I was okay with the spots and embraced what that was and as just having them as part of who I am, then it was something that I could celebrate and share with the world, which is, I think that was a huge turning point for me. I am chatting with Sarah Harder and Sarah, I, I don't know how I've discovered you on Instagram, but I did. And I'm very, very thankful that I did for multiple reasons. But the one thing that stood out to me has been your willingness to show up on social media to discuss your skin condition. I struggle with a skin condition as well. And so when other people share their stories and their experiences, I always get a little more interested. And so I've had psoriasis for 10 years. And when I saw your first post talking about vitiligo, I just went, okay, I need to talk to Sarah because I admire how you share your experience. And so I thought, I admire it. I want other people to hear what Sarah has to say and who Sarah is about. So thank you for making time to chat with me about this, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tell me about yourself. You know, what do you do for a living? Where are you at? What do you well, do for fun? <laughs> uh, so I grew up in Steinbeck. I am a high school teacher in Grunthal, Manitoba. Uh, I teach fun stuff. I teach photography and graphic design. <laughs> and uh, for fun, I mean, I'm a musician. I'm, I've played piano for most of my life. And I volunteer at my church doing that. And I have a little side business where I make bracelets and it's called Sarah Makes Bracelets because <laughs> that was my creative name for it. It's self-explanatory. It is. And I'm not a great salesperson, so I wanted to put it all in the title. <laughs> it's clear and concise and everybody knows. Yeah. Awesome. So you said you teach the fun stuff. So you're saying like math isn't fun? Uh, no, math is fun. I actually find math really fun. But it's a, it's a class, like my classes are typically the electives, so they're not as high pressure as the yeah. where you have to get those credits. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a less pressure course. Yeah, and it's a chance to explore creativity, which I always like. Mm-hmm. And so you do that with your bracelet making as well in Sarah yeah. Makes Bracelets. Yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned on... Um, your Instagram account that you have vitiligo. Can you explain what vitiligo is? Yes. Yeah, so vitiligo is a skin condition where um, pigment cells in your um, skin either die or stop producing melanin, which is what produces the color in your skin. And it can happen to anyone. It's more pronounced when it happens to people with darker skin. But um, yeah, there's lots of people all over the world all different shades of colors that uh, have this condition. And yeah, they don't know exactly what causes it, but there are genetic factors and my grandma has it. So it's not that surprising that I have it. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So when did you discover you had vitiligo? You know, I was trying to think back to this and I think it's been in the last 10 years, but like it started with like one or two spots that weren't really big on my elbows and, 
wasn't a big deal, and then it started spreading, and it became more noticeable. And then in around 2013, I decided to, well, I, one of my friends who's a doctor got me a referral to a dermatologist uh, to actually get an official diagnosis on it, because I wanted to know that I actually had this, that I wasn't just weird spots that I had. Right. And they confirmed that, and um, I started a a UV light therapy that can actually reverse the spots. Okay. But it's not like a hundred percent process and it's not, um, get, like it won't last forever. It's like this, the spots will come back. It's like a temporary. And I found that process really like it made my whole, like all of my skin really itchy and it was just not worth <laughs> the, the process of it. So, then I had to go through a little bit of figuring out whether I was just okay with it. Like, cause I tried covering up the spots with makeup for a little while because I didn't want people looking at me weirdly. Mm. I mean, they look at me weirdly for other reasons because <laughs> I'm a little odd, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, but then there was a bit of a, like, just a shift in my perspective where I just had to work through being okay with that. And once I was okay with the spots and embraced what that was and just having them as part of who I am, then it was something that I could celebrate and share with the world, which is, I think that was a huge turning point for me. I guess. So when you say you, you reach that turning point, is it an ongoing process? Uh, I made that decision. Then it's just been something now that like, it's just a really, it's a cool, unique part of my person now. Not my personality, my character, who I am now, and yeah, I don't, I don't struggle with it in the same way that I did at first. Interesting. So, how old were you? I'm just going to get really personal here for a second. How old <laughs> were you when you first discovered the vitiligo? Well, I just turned forty, so I think it probably was right around when I probably late twenties, uh, right around early thirties, somewhere in there. Okay. Okay, so you've been teaching for quite a few years now. So you've started your teaching career with Fidelego? Uh No, I don't think I. If I look back at yearbooks, it wouldn't have been. I would have not had spots until a little, like probably five or six years into my teaching career. Okay, so how did that process go? Because um, hanging out with high school students all the time is uh, right. And I have high school students in my house. And so yeah. I know, right, they can be all over the map. How, how have students responded to your, your vitiligo? Um, well, when I actually, when I started have, noticing the spots, I was teaching middle school then, which can be even more challenging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, I, my, the first day of school is always the worst for me because I'm, like more awkward than I normally am. I'm like, I get so nervous talking in front of this new group of students in my yeah. class. I don't make eye contact with them. So that's always been a weirdness of me on the first day of school. <laughs> and then I just kind of enveloped the whole, hey, this is my skin condition. If you're scared to ask about it, I'm just going to explain all of it to you now so that you know what it is. And you don't have to feel weird about it for the rest of the year. <laughs> so it's just been a part of my what I do on the first day of school now. Right. And they've really embraced it too. I think one of my friends gave me a vitiligo Barbie at the start of 
this past school year. And the kids in my class were like, hey, that Barbie looks like you. And it was just so cool because they noticed the same, like they noticed that kind of stuff now too. Awesome. Awesome. I love that you just, hey, let's get this out here, right? Like let's, (laughs) let's talk about it. So, and get it out, done out of the way so then we can move on. Yeah. I, I, I admire that. That's, uh, and you're dealing with such an interesting age where it's a lot of appearance based and somebody looking a little different than what they are, they do. Yeah. I like that you draw attention to it. But I think that's important that if, like, if I'm at least modeling that, even if it's not in a really overt way, but just modeling that I'm okay with the uniqueness that my appearance brings, then that allows others to accept their own, what they might think of as flaws, but really aren't. There's difference. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you learned about yourself and other people as you you walk through this uh, uh, issue? Issue? What do we call it? Skin condition. Yeah, not, like I don't, I don't want to make it sound like it's a negative thing, right? Because no. it's not. Because you don't communicate that it's a negative thing. No, I don't see it as a negative thing. Right. Um, you know, it's an interesting thing because I feel like in the last decade, it's become much more, um, like there's a lot more awareness about it because like there's that supermodel, Winnie Harlow, that had yeah. it. And she went, when she was kind of becoming more famous, then people began to know what that was. Mm-hmm. And that was right around the same time that I was starting to notice my spots. And so I think for me, that made it even easier. But I can't imagine what I would have felt like if um, I had started noticing if in my teenage years, that might have been much harder. Like I know that it could be hard for kids when they're dealing with it. Right. But as an adult dealing with it, it's been much easier. But it's also allowed me to just really be okay <laughs> like I often forget that I have spots, and then sometimes I'll like see a picture or look at a mirror I'm like oh yeah that's part of my face <laughs> uh, that that I you have such a good uh perspective on this Sarah and in the middle of you know I think one of the other things that has maybe been helpful in this process because uh I have days where life still sucks Right, because mm-hmm. because of psoriasis, yeah. and um, I actually keep a photo on my phone that um, was taken when my family went on a vacation, and I didn't participate in one thing because I was just feeling too self conscious. I didn't participate in the water park day, okay. and I took a picture of the four of us, and I now keep it on my phone to go. Okay, remember how you felt that day? Like yeah. as far as your regret in not participating. I I I like how you approach it, and. I think with the the body acceptance that has started to hit social media um, mm-hmm. has been helpful, hey? I totally agree. I think there's such a, like, especially on social media, there's you see the best of people often, right? When people are posting those, they're good pictures and everything, yeah. I think. Now there's more of a movement to just, like, this is what, like, everyday life, and this is what I look like, and that's at least my perspective on what I what I want to show the world, I want to show them a joyful, just this is who I am kind of person. And I hope that's what people see. <laughs> oh, I think they do. I think they do. Cause I, you know, when you made the post on world vitiligo day, I, I made a note here because I loved, you said it gives you a chance to spread. You have a shirt 
Yeah. <laughs> and it says it's vitiligo. <laughs> yeah. Here, what, what, what's wrong with your skin? Just point at your shirt. It's yeah. vitiligo. Because you said it gives me a chance to spread awareness and celebrate uniqueness. And um, you're so proud to be a part of the vitiligo community. And you love the opportunity to celebrate your spots. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's an admirable uh, way to respond to this, Sarah, and definitely something to respect. And uh, I think given the position you have in school, um, you are teaching our young women, especially, but our young men as well, uh, how to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see that being such a huge positive uh, for the students in your school, especially. Uh, what what do you think other people have seen as you've walked through this? So, I mean, when you first discovered it, uh, how did how did your family respond? Uh, well, my family's been very supportive. Um, growing up, my grandma had this, had vitiligo as well, and she's right. completely white now. So, I've always grown up having a white grandma, which is weird because I'm <laughs> Indian. But <laughs> but so when I started developing spots then they were uh, really supportive and when I was going for the treatment at first my husband was very supportive in going with me and also when I decided that I didn't want to do it because it wasn't worth that yeah he was just equally supportive now if not more that yeah and that's just like that's huge absolutely you get support no matter what your decision is yeah oh that's good who do you admire well that's a good question that's one of the harder questions. <laughs> There's a lot of people I admire for different reasons, but in the context of uh, this uh, person that I admire is my grandma. Hmm. Uh, like, I mean, she <laughs> she's uh, she just turned ninety nine. So, oh my goodness, yeah, um, and I mean, she came to Canada in like, the mid sixties and. Um, and I think for a lot of my life, she was just, she was my grandma that was like, I had seen pictures of her when she was still brown. <laughs> and then I've seen pictures of her. And when I talked to her about it, she just, because like, it was just kind of like it happened. And it was like, she never had a, had a problem, or at least I didn't feel like she ever had a problem with that whole process. And I think that kind of laid a foundation for me to, kind of as I was going through the same journey to just be okay with it. And I don't know, she's a very, she's a strong, lovely, tiny woman. And yeah, she's just fantastic. (laughs) I can imagine that having somebody else uh, close to you that's walked through it was helpful. Yeah. Just to uh, share, share experience and thought processes on it. What, what else, is there anything else you would like to communicate to people about vitiligo? Um, well, it's not contagious. <laughs> That's good to know, I think, for people. Do people um, ask you that? Um, you know, people don't ask it. The strangest question I think I've ever been asked is, what's wrong with your face? But uh, <laughs> a really abrupt and poorly worded question. But, right? Um, right. But it is like, I think the question is out there among people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And the areas that don't have any pigment in them, they do burn more easily. So um, if you 
out there or listening to this and do you have spots like that make sure you're wearing sunscreen that is very helpful i'm always bad at that so because it's easy to go out, especially this year, and it's so hot, and yeah. the sun's always there. But just to remember to take care of your skin. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So how, when, do people, um, are people direct, direct when they ask you, or are they more um, kind of just look? Um, or what do you appreciate? What would you, if someone saw your skin, do, yeah. what, do you, what would you appreciate? You know, like I, I don't mind at all when people ask me about my spots, right? And and so that's like that's never been um, a hard thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, weird looks is maybe a harder thing to deal with, than, <laughs> right? Yeah, and <laughs> just asking. Um, I had a little a mom and a little boy come up to me. I was at um, getting food in Cleveland one day last year. And it was right before that World uh, World Vitalitico Day last year. And the mom said, "Um, I just have to tell you that my son has seen you playing piano at church, and he has Vitalego too. And he says, talk about how she has patches just like me. And that just, like, that made my day, made my year, really. Yeah. It's a way for people to connect with other people like them, and it's really cool. Yeah, someone looks like me, has has the skin condition I have, and look at how they're living their life. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That is so good to hear. Thank you so much for sharing about your, your experience with Vitiligo, Sarah. I really, really appreciate it. I have a few other just random fun questions for you. <laughs> All right. Okay. What is on your bucket list? Well, I would love to just travel more. <laughs> More. I want to travel more. You want to travel <laughs> and so, more? Yes, because our last big trip had been to Italy, uh, and we had planned to go back last year, and obviously that didn't happen. No, so, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, general is bucket list uh, worthy. Um, I have a personality where I like to learn how to do new things. So. Even in starting my business with the bracelets, now I've been expanding into like making T-shirts, and I'd really like to learn how to do screen printing, and I want to learn more graphic design. So, so I, I love learning, and so my bucket list is just full of things that I want to learn how to do and do better. Like last summer, I took up watercolor painting just because I wanted to learn how to do it. Wow! And so, yeah, I have things like that. Those that's my bucket list kind of things. <laughs> also, you're just gonna be a student forever. Yes. I like that. <laughs> that is very good. What What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? It's a totally random question, but... I like vanilla ice cream. That is my ultimate favorite. <laughs> it is super I'm just, plain. I was just going to say, it's like, this is pretty plain. It is. I have in recent years developed uh, a love of like chocolate chip cookie dough. And we just discovered this, um, I think it's a gelato at Sobeys that it's Earl Grey lavender that is just to die. I love everything Earl Grey flavored, so that is just a delightful treat. <laughs> okay, I may have to go check that one out. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. I greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me and talking to me about this.